You're listening to the Happy Pill Podcast with Ursula Yerdung, a podcast about sharing my trials through trauma and mental health issues. This may be my journey, but I'm not alone in these issues. Thank you for listening. So as I finish up this little three-part series just about my mom and the current situation with my mom, this is in no way, shape, or form about me blaming my mom. I am not attacking my mother. What I'm recognizing is all the deep hidden emotions that are now resurfacing. I'm the only one that can deal with this. I'm the only one that can heal it because I'm the only one that feels it the way that I feel it. I just felt that it was important for me to actually talk about this topic because there are so many people that um, that will have their parents who are elderly and perhaps they're going through their own medical issues. Maybe some are like my mom, where they're experiencing symptoms of stroke or dementia or Alzheimer's That's that's coming into their world now. And it's a challenging new world. What I find to be exceptionally challenging is the fact that given the dichotomy of my relationship with my mother is that there's still much trauma and healing there. You know, there's only so much that I can do and I'm doing the absolute best that I can at any given time. And when I think about my mom and when I look back, you know, into knowing what mom's life was like, she did the absolute best that she could with what she knew. You know, she was raised during the war. She she had received a lot of trauma as a little girl as well. You know, her father wasn't there. Her mom, you know, born during the war. I mean, well, my mom born during the war. Her mother tried to do the best with children during a wartime. Like, this is not an easy time. My mom didn't grow up with resources. They didn't know about PTSD. They didn't talk about so much about therapy and mental health and emotional health and all of that kind of stuff. So by the time that these resources were even starting to talk about, my mom had formed her life. Her life was formed in fear. Her life has been formed in the suffering that she has experienced. It's not my job to help her through that. I tried, and every time I tried, it would just backfire because her journey is her journey. You know, what I did was provide information. When I got frustrated by it, that's just my ego because I thought, well, geez, mom should do it my way because it's working for me. Just because it's my way doesn't mean it's her way. And just because it's my way doesn't mean it's your way. That's why in this podcast, we just simply talk about it. That's why I just share the information. How you to how you choose to take it, what you choose to do with it, is entirely up to you because every single person has their own individual journey. So mom didn't have a lot of resources. And by the time she became aware of it, her fear was just too great. She felt a lot of guilt for a lot of things, um, for a lot of things that happened to all of her kids. You know, she felt guilt and shame for a lot of the things that happened to her that were completely out of her own control. You know, she has suicidal ideation. She has mental health issues. It's, it's all, it's plagued all of us in the family. And I don't just mean like me and my mom, like I'm talking history. I'm talking grandparents, great grandparents, great, great grandparents. So many, I mean, really, I only knew one set of grandparents and that was on my mom's side because I was so far removed from my father. I didn't know his parents, so I didn't have grandparents there. But this mental health issue resides on both sides of my family, my mother, my father, 
And, and it just goes back generations. That is the generational trauma. That is generational depression, generational anxiety, generational mental health issues. So this is not just my mom issue. This is the issues that I am dealing with right now. The subject, the catalyst is my mom. And I'm doing my absolute best to heal my little girl because I'm the one who has to nurture myself. I need to nourish myself. My mom did the best she could with what she knew. Yes, of course, as a hurting child, I wanted her to do better and be better. But that can only come with awareness and healing. And that journey is different for every single person. So I don't blame my mom. I've been spending three decades healing to understand my mom and to understand what I need to do. So now that I'm kind of in this little new kafuckle world of a place trying to navigate, how do I talk with my mom during this time? How do I have these conversations? How do I deal with the repetitive nature of her fear and her anxieties and her delusions and hallucinations when they come up? That is a whole new world for me. This is, I need to learn new skills here because I simply just don't know. That's my journey. I, I don't blame my mom. I actually have a lot of compassion for my mom. The hurt that I feel is my hurt. That is for me to look into. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And I'm doing that by talking. That's what these episodes are for right? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that because I know I'm just meant to share. Well, this is my truth, right? You know, sometimes it's going to be great. Sometimes I'm going to have some fun and some excitement and some giveaways. And then sometimes it's just going to be shit, right? And that's just what I'm talking about in these, these three episodes. But I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work for me. And I'm really noticing the more that I heal the easier it starts to become. And even though as I say that, I just realized, oh my God, I got a little bit of panic about that. Am I just saying that healing is easy? No, healing is challenging, but it becomes easier because I've been doing it for so long now. Now I can put more awareness to going, oh, that doesn't feel good. Oh, there's that yucky emotion. Oh my God, what am I going to do with it? Fuck, I got to sit with it. And then I got to work through it. And then I got to understand it. And then I got to find peace with it. And then I got to find acceptance with it. And those are my intentions. And it doesn't always happen. It doesn't, I don't always get it right away. I mean, look, I'm like 50 years old right now and I'm still talking about mother issues. Good God, is that ever going to end? Yes, it will. It will because I'm talking about it. It will because I'm actively working on it. Oh, oh God, there's that sigh again. <laughs> so sorry. What am I actively doing with it? For me, what I can do right now is when I'm doing my meditations, I will sit and focus on gratitude. I know my life is challenging right now, but you know what? I'm also alive and I'm well and I'm healthy. I can be healthier, of course I am, but right now I'm healthy. Right now I can sit at home, right now I can sleep. In, even with my chronic insomnia, I, I still can get some rest. So I am taking the little bits that I have and I'm feeling gratitude about it. What I'm also really focusing on are my boundaries. Boundaries can be very tricky to do because I could say easily enough, okay, that's it. I'm putting my arm out, mom can't cross this line. But honestly, sometimes those boundaries really start to wave and they start to, 
<sighs> sometimes they lose some strength. Sometimes they need a little bit more compassion. Sometimes they can't be so rigid. So I am looking at my boundaries and I'm finding and navigating through my boundary. Where can it stretch a little bit? Where is it non-negotiable? So understanding my boundaries and the depth of it and how I need to change it and transform it so that I am still staying healthy, that I am still mentally being aware and active of protecting and shielding myself because I don't need the depression, I don't need the anxiety, I don't need the stress. And then also finding compassion with that. That is really important for me. So boundaries are this constant examination, right? When my mom went into the hospital again just last week, another emergency, another EMS call, that was very triggering for me. So I'm flooded with all these kind of emotions again. And once again, I have to navigate my boundaries. This is now the second time. So I'm like, okay, universe, what did I learn from the first time? Okay, I need to take time with all of this stuff. I'm still working with her medical team. I am not becoming so panicked. As soon as I start to feel the anxiety, I stop and I take a breath. And I'm working on what <laughs> what is called box breathing. And I've actually learned this from Chris Hemsworth show on National Geographic called Limitless. If you ever have a chance to watch that show, it is so amazing. I really, really loved that show and his purpose of finding health and longevity. Longevity. Sorry. Longevity. No, sorry. I'm thinking of the watch. That's Longine. That's not Longevity. Anywho, total tangent, whatever. Breathing. Yeah. Keeping my distance and honestly communicating with my mom. I am not doing what happened last time. No, mom, I can't come today because I have to do some self-care. And it's like, I will get to that when I can. Telling her, mom, I need you to have some patience, right? And communicating the best that I can, but also delegating duties that I can now do. The first time when this happened with mom, everything was coming right at once. It was all immediate, action needed to be taken now. And I was the only one around to do it. This time it's like, okay, no, you know what? We're gonna start delegating. You go take care of her husband, that's up to you. This can go over here. I will do this when I'm ready for it. It is not of great importance. This is the one small thing I can do, okay. And then get back to me. That is so vital. You know, when I wanted to relaunch this podcast back in the summer, it was because of mom's incident that I couldn't. So now once again, it's presented and I'm like, okay, where do I find that balance? You know, I'm finding that balance and going, okay, I feel good. I need to, I need to talk about this. Let's create an episode today. I'm going to go visit mom and I have to go change her phone and make it a very simple flip phone because she can no longer handle a smartphone. Okay. So on this day, you know, it's time to re-gift her computer to someone because she doesn't have the, uh, the wherewithal now to actually use a computer, taking things daily at a time, but also making myself still the priority that has to be first and foremost. So that's what I've been learning so far, working within my boundaries. Do I need to expand them? Do I need to strengthen them? Do I need to have more compassion and loosen them up? Breathing, taking time for me, you know, this is what I didn't do this time. So this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm sharing. This is just where I'm at right now. And I hope to receive more information about how to communicate with seniors with this condition in this next phase of her life. And that's where I'm at. I love my mom. 
I really do. Sometimes it hurts. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. I think we all have that with some family members, don't we? Like, we love them, but oh my good God, sometimes it's just like a little too much. But we love them no matter what, you know, we see their journey. And the more that we heal, let me rephrase, because again, I can't speak for others. The more that I heal, the more compassion I have, the more understanding and awareness I have for all my family members. You know, sometimes it's still, I need to keep that distance for toxic reasons. And I'm like, no, that's just too much. And then there's other times that in my heart, I'll just, you know, offer so many blessings to them and, and recognize that they're doing their absolute best with what they have. Their journey, should they ever choose to work on healing or not, is entirely up to them. So in my heart and in my mind, I just support them the best that I can. Okay, friends, so I just want to give an update because there's been a little bit of a change since I recorded this episode. And the fact is my mom is now out of the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> so it has, the challenges continue. I don't think the challenges are going to stop. You know, it's just about how am I going to manage it? I'm very grateful that I've actually resigned from all positions with mom as her agent, uh, executrix, and as her power of attorney. So my brother is now doing that, which I'm actually really grateful for because the stress just became too much for me. It really did, as you've heard about in previous episodes. So the update on this one is that, um, you know, once again, uh, mom and John just kind of bullied their way to get her out of the hospital and to be at home where, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's their choice. My brother is now feeling all the stuff that I have been feeling, you know, in those previous months. Yeah, he's been he's been challenged with it. You know, he totally understands what I've been going through, what I have experienced because he now has it. He has hit his limit. He wants to, you know, leave it as well. He's giving them options, just saying, "Listen, this is what's going to happen. This is for the best for you." You know, we're following, you know, medical advice. Everybody is on board, and not just friends and doctors. You know, home care and everyone. And um, yeah, so. Unfortunately, mom has just been making it more challenging on herself. What does that have to do with me is that it has created more frustration a little bit and also a deeper separation from my mom because, um, again, it was too much. Again, she was attacking me and accusing me of things. And as a human being, just because she's my mom, it doesn't mean I need to take it. If I'm not going to take it from a stranger, why am I taking it from my mom? This is, this is a real big lesson for me, right? And I am struggling with it right now. So I still love my mom. I still have compassion for my mom and I'm not blaming my mom, but whether it's just her condition, which I think sometimes does play a factor, she does not have full on dementia or Alzheimer's, right? That's not where she's at right now. However, there are still the manipulation tactics that she is using um, against me and really against all of family. We all recognize it. We all talk about it, right? Like this is what's happening. And it's bothersome and it's disturbing to me. You know, mom was accusing me again of just, of just some stuff, of not being able to give her money, not giving her access to her funds. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you have a debit card there. You can go to the bank. You can see this stuff. You have your credit card everything. I had one half of it 
just in case for emergencies that all of a sudden she goes into the hospital, that's it. We need to do this. We need to get that. And it's really hard to bounce back and forth all the time. So I'm not denying her anything. And I've told her as much. I'm not denying you this stuff. But she really became belligerent again. I had her driver's license. Yes, because she should not be driving, right? The doctors have said, you cannot be driving. And she wants to drive. Every time I've had this conversation with her, not only me, but my brother as well and other people saying, you cannot drive. You should not drive. Not with your condition. And she just doesn't want to listen to it. She wants to go ahead and drive. Mom, you can't. There is no situation at all where it is safe for you to drive. And so she keeps coming up with these excuses. Well, you know, what if there's like an accident or something or what? It's like, no, 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 no. There is no situation for you to drive because it's not safe. It's not safe for her, but it's not safe for other people. She doesn't like these answers. Um, <laughs> no, and it, it just became frustrating. So I finally said here, once again, I am all done. Here are all your cards. You know, she wanted me to monitor her finances and take care of everything and clear things up, which I did. And then, and then she doesn't, right? Here's that yo-yo. And I just got so tired of, of this yo-yo. So this was now in January. And yeah, unfortunately, my mom just couldn't accept that kind of stuff. So how she's chewing, choosing to attack me is she's trying to attack my partner. Well, once again, you know, she's telling me that I've changed. And I said, yeah, I've changed for the better because I'm not putting up with bullshit. And she said, no, you're, you've changed because of this relationship. And that was it. I didn't need to hear anymore because it's not about my relationship. It is not about my partner. I am changing for me. I did it for me, all for me. Like everything, you know, setting up boundaries, uh, trying different therapies, doing more meditation, doing these things, creating those boundaries and setting my space and trying to have her respect it and essentially have me respect the boundaries that I've put in place. And she doesn't like that. So now she attacks my partner and I, I just had, nope, that's not going to happen. And because I keep moving further and further away, she thinks it's because of somebody else. It's the partner that's in my relationship, that that's why I'm moving away. It's like, no, actually I'm moving away because you are not listening. You're not hearing. I am feeling hurt. I need to protect myself. I need to do some healing. I need to step away. And now, so I've completely stepped away. I've actually stopped contact with my mom right now. And I told my brother about this. I mean, the whole family knows. <laughs> they understand. They accept it because they know what it's like. They've experienced the same thing. <sighs> Yeah, so I have to say in stepping back and not having contact with my mom right now, I'm not saying I never will. I'm just saying that right now I can't have any contact with it because it does really affect my mental health, my sleep, everything. And when I step back, I, I'll just have days where I'm not actually thinking about mom. I'm not worrying about mom. I don't get incessant phone calls from mom complaining about stuff and missing stuff and with her confusion. And this isn't about compassion. This is about mom always talking about herself and what she needs and what she wants. And she's admitted it to me. She's admitted how difficult she can be because she wants things the way that she wants them. She admitted that to me in the hospital when she was there last. And I was like, oh, good God. You know, and it's like, well, why do you do this? Because I want I want what I want. Like, and it just, you know, it just became too much. So now she got what she wanted, which is being out of the hospital. 
there was again, more suicidal ideation. You know, other family members had to call the police on her to, it's a serious issue, right? And she completely manipulated the situation. The, the police said, no, nah, you're okay. And didn't do anything about it. So no EMS were there, nothing. I don't know, still a broken system. That's just what it is. Anyway, because of that, they are at home and I still wish them the best, but I'm also really appreciating that I am listening to that boundary. And it's given me an opportunity to observe things and really look at, again, my issues with my mom, how I'm feeling about it. And I'm talking about it with my therapist. And, you know, why can I say one thing to to someone and fully believe it? And it's like, yes, have those boundaries. You deserve that. You're worthy of that. Why don't I feel that? Why do I keep keeping... Sorry, let me rephrase. Why do I keep myself in this unhealthy relationship with my mother and then feel so much guilt about it because she is my mother? I don't have those answers yet, you know, but I'm talking about it and I am searching. And that's really good because I'm on that journey. I'm on that journey to finding just peace and love with myself. And it was actually walking with my dog, Olive, that it hit me It's like, I had done so much work for my mom, always for my mom, for my mom, for my mom, for my mom. And all of a sudden I just recognized it's like, wow, what if I put that healing towards me instead? Right away, guilt comes up. And it's like, well, how can I honestly help my mom if I can't heal, right? If How can I give that true compassion to my mom if I can't feel that true compassion for me? Because I'm still hurt in, in many ways. So somehow, it's like I knew that thought. It's like what I was talking about with my therapist, Sean. It's like, okay, I know that thought in my head, but yet there's not this overall awareness that says, oh, I get it. Yes, I can now apply that because now I fully understand. So it really is interesting. It really is, I don't know, worth diving into, worth going into. But I will conclude these episodes right now with my mom, you know, talking about my mother issues because they are a work in progress. These were something I needed to share. I'm glad I shared it because it is therapy for me. And I will move on to other other topics and other things and, you know, want to start another giveaway in February. I'm really excited about that. So it's not that these things are gonna go away right away. Who knows, maybe I'll have more mother issue episodes down the road. I'll do them then, whatever it is. You know, my truth is I really wish my mom the best. I wish that she didn't have to suffer as much as she did. And I wish that, you know, she would stop choosing to suffer. You know, I do wish that. I really do. But it's her joint. It's her journey, right? It's her choice. So I'm saying Joyce. That's what, it's like. That's what my mouth wanted to say. It's Joyce. It's journey and choice. You know, and I have my own choice. I have my own journey. And I, I just... Yeah, I really want to heal my little girl. I just fully embrace and accept my little girl. It, you know, and it's time. I'm a slow healer. That's the one it is. I may be 50, but you know what? I'm a slow healer and healing takes whatever time it takes. So friends, thank you for listening to these, uh, these little three episodes and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you require more support and information on depression, please contact your local healthcare provider, distress center, or in Canada, go to canada.ca and search mental health support, get help.